Kayla 3.0. Amen. So our, amen. Our ministry training class is for those who have the call of God on their life and want to answer that call. We want to train you up, raise you up so that you can fulfill the call that God has on your life. You can sign up for that in the foyer. Uh, Kayla is open as well. You can sign up in the foyer. Class will begin in January for Kayla. Uh, so we're excited about that. And so if you are called to lead in some form or capacity of your life, you want to be a part of Kayla. It's uh, changed the lives of so many. The testimony of some were that I did not graduate from high school. I never finished anything, but I finished Kayla. And that was tremendous in my life as they would testify. So uh, we're excited about those who are coming forth to be a part of our upcoming class. On Saturday, December 3rd, somebody shout Saturday, Saturday. is our vision brunch. Amen. It is the time of the year we have designated and set aside to share the vision of this house for the upcoming year. So it's open to everyone. However, you do have to RSVP. Uh, we'll be checking the list at the door and checking it twice to find out. Y'all know me. Y'all left me hanging. Amen. So you do have to RSVP so we can make sure that we have provisions for your meal because we will feed you. Because us folk like to eat. Y'all, y'all, amen. So we're going to feed you, but we need to make preparation for that. And then on Christmas Day morning, uh, we will have only one service, amen, one service and one service only. That will be at 9.15, so Christmas Day morning. We will have service. It's on a Sunday, but we will only have one service at 9.15. And then for, amen, for New Year's Eve, our watch night service will take place here at 9 o'clock. We will, however, not have service on Sunday morning, January 1. So we'll have our watch night service, but we won't have service that morning. Amen? Y'all got all that? Praise him. That was for y'all. Please put that on your calendars. Because I don't want you showing up talking about the church is closed. Then you're on Facebook telling folk, elevate shut down. That they ain't no more. I told you they wasn't going to make it. They full of, don't do that. Amen. So put it in your calendar. Make sure that you uh, govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. Let's go to work. Grab your Bibles all over the place. Jesus. That's such a heavy presence in this place. Hallelujah. Amazing God. Grab... Romans chapter number 12, verse number 6. Hold your finger there. Jump over to the book of Leviticus, Old Testament. Old school, new school. Yeah, you're going to get school. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 6. Leviticus chapter number 5. While you're looking, stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. 
We're going to make our faith declaration this morning. So if you would, all over the place, repeat real loud and real strong. Disturb your neighbor. I know it's almost lunchtime, but wake him up. Go ahead, put a disclaimer out there. Say, neighbor, forgive me. Well, I'm about to get crunk for Jesus. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, don't dismiss what I just said. I'm about to get crunk for Jesus. Now I expect you to fulfill that and shout it real loud. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready. And my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Talk to your neighbor again. Say wealth and riches shall be in your house. Your other neighbor's jealous. Talk to them. Say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Point to the four walls of this church. Say, wealth and riches shall be in this house. Shout, I'm blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. I am blessed. Now shout amen. Oh, y'all sound like y'all believe it. Clap your hands if you would. Romans chapter number 12. Good God Almighty. Feel something happening. Glory is descending upon the sanctuary. time like this when the presence of the Lord shows up you should acknowledge and you should honor and reverence a moment like this if not you become so traditional in mindset that you'll miss a move of God normalcy in church is no more So your only expectation when you come to church is for God to move and not to move the way he moved last week. It just be God move. Because if you put it in a fixed posture of God, you did it this way last week, then you're going to miss out what he's doing this week. Your only expectation is God move. Move in my body, move in my mind, move in my relation. God, move. However you want to do, God, move. God, move. God, move. Because miracle signs and wonders will follow them that believe. So there's miracles following somebody in this place. 
There's a sign and a wonder waiting to happen. It's waiting to happen. Do I have any believers in the house? If you're a believer, just look over your shoulder and look at the miracles behind you. Look at the signs and the wonders behind you. Just take a look back. Let me read the text. For though the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of yourself than he ought to think. To bruise yourself. I said it. I'll fight you over it. Then he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment. As God has allotted to each of us, uh, I say us because I want to be included of this, to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function. Look at your neighbor and say, you, you know, you're not like me. And I ain't like you. Just for, for just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, it takes us all together to make it work. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ. And individually members, one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the gifts that uh, according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, if prophecy, accordingly to the portion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exalts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, and he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness let love somebody shout let love let love be without hypocrisy my God harbor what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another and brotherly love give preference to one another and honor not lagging behind in diligence fervent in spirit serving the Lord rejoicing in hope persevering in tribulation devoted to prayer contributing to the needs of the saints participating in hospitality I don't know. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. God, we give you glory. And God, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, you can jump over to Leviticus. I'll take you to Leviticus. Got to clean some things up this morning. Uh, Leviticus tells us in Leviticus chapter number five, it says, anyone who cannot afford a lamb is to bring two doves or two young pigeons to the Lord as a penalty for their sins. One for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. God is subscribing to us a manner in which we ought to give. And so often we think um, that the Lord would accept just any old thing. But, but the Lord has a prescribed manner in which we ought to give. So, some of us have great wealth. Yes, I'm going to talk about money. Some of us has great wealth great talent, and great time. 
And even though we have great wealth, we subscribe to give God just great time. Got a lot of talents and a lot of money, but I'm going to hold my money and just give God my talent. Okay. So maybe you ain't got no money, but you got a whole lot of time on your hand. But you're just going to give God all your talent. God subscribes the way in we ought the way we ought to give. Because watch this. Everything you have, he gave. Where did you get your time from? Not Walmart. Where did you purchase your time from? Not dirt cheap. You're not going to find it at Target. God gave it to you. Where'd you get your talent from? Not aisle number six. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. God gave it. Somebody shout God gave it. Where'd you get your money from? Your job didn't give it. Because you wouldn't be able to earn it if he didn't give you the strength, the life, the health, the talent, the wherewithal, the right mind to be able to earn it. So it really comes from God. At the end of the day, it all comes from God. Everything comes from him. So he gives us this prescribed way, this measure in which we are to give. He said, when you come to sacrifice unto me, uh, if you can't afford a lamb, then give the very next best thing. And if you can't afford that, then give this. And if you can't afford that, then give that. But if you have this, then you ought to give that. Okay, y'all missed that. So if you have it, that is which what you ought to give. You don't get to select or to choose what to give. He has already defined what you ought to give. Give the very best of what you have. The very best of what you have. Some of us value money over time. So the money is the best thing you ought to give. Hallelujah. But if you don't have it, what's the next thing you have? Well, I got a little time. Okay, then come and serve at the church. Go out in the community. Do something for the Lord. That's the prescribed manner of which God said give. But I'm not here to talk to you about that today. Somebody say, Phew. Oh, Lord, I thought the preacher was going to mess with my money. It was. Because hear this. There is always a sacrifice to be made. Always. Everything you do is going to cost you something. When you got out of bed this morning, it costs you sleep. When you get up tomorrow, it's going to cost you something. Everything you do in life costs you something. Matter of fact, in order for you to live, you have to give a sacrifice of a... <gasps> Even life costs you something. It costs you a... <gasps> it's a sacrifice in all things. In everything you do, there will be a sacrifice. So I should, should have started with this, but I did not. So all month long and for the last couple months, we have been preparation and preparation for our 10th year anniversary here at Ele- Come on, that's worth giving God praise for. And so well, of a spouse to do during this time is to support and celebrate all the businesses that are a part of Elevate Church by permitting them to sell their goods and services in the foyer, uh, to highlight them and to support them. 
and uh, as they do in their business endeavors and all of that. So we also have been tellering messages, asking the Holy Spirit to give us messages that would coincide with their business and their product. So we've been in this sermon uh, series entitled Poetic Justice. Uh, in the foyer today is Sister Erica Lachey. Uh, she is a publisher and a poet. And so you can pick up her book in the foyer after service. Please do support her if you would. And uh, so God gave me this message entitled Poetic Justice. Uh, it's part of one of her books that she has written. And uh, subtitle, My Father's House. So I really have to set some things straight and in order for you today because there is a witch we have to kill today. There's this mindset and this ideology that you cannot mix church and business together. That, that church and business has no business being in the same conversation. Somebody shout, the devil is a lie. So some of you are going to agree or disagree, that's up to you. But I submit to you right now, I humbly remove myself from the argument, and you can argue with yourself over this. But I'm going to tell you what it is. You don't like it, go argue with yourself. So, so it's this ideology that church and business does not go together. And it, we derive from this idea from when Jesus goes into the sanctuary, into the temple, and he turns over tables because they're doing business. And, and, and so theologically, theologically and theologians have said, well, that must mean that Jesus doesn't want business in church. That's not the case. That is not the case. We have been taught that, but that's not the case. There's always another side to the story. Always another side. So I'm going to help bring you to this place where you'll have a better understanding of what's happening in the text. I gave you on last week, and it applies on this week. When we read the text, we always look at what Jesus did, what he did. We saw him turn over tables in the text. We saw what he did. We saw how he did it in the text. It tells us. But what we did not see or what we have uh, not really put our eyes on to see is why he did it. Because we have been tricked to think that the reason or the why of which he did it was that he did not want that to happen at the church. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Some of you may have heard it, but I'm going to tell it again. Is this my prerogative? It's my prerogative. So two young men, one named Lie and another named Truth. Lie and Truth one day, uh, Lie said to Truth, he said, hey, let's go swimming. Truth said, okay. So when they arrived to the swimming pool, Lie looks at Truth and says, let's skinny dip. Begrudgingly. Truth said, okay. They took off all their clothes. They dived into the water. They swam around a little bit. Lie looks at Truth and he says, Truth, let's see who can hold their breath the longest. Truth said, okay. So they go underwater. They're holding their breath. Truth is figuring, I'm winning this thing. He's holding on. Lie jumps out of the water, runs, puts on his clothes, and also grabs Truth clothes and runs to the house. 
truth underwater figuring I won, he jumps up out of the pool saying, yeah, I won, looks around, and much to his surprise, lies gone. And so is his clothes. Truth grabs some leaves, covers himself up, runs over to Lie's house, knocks on the door, bangs on it. And he says to Lie, Lie, come out. I know you're in there. Lie says, no, I'm not. He bangs on the door even harder. Lie, I know you're in there. I can hear you. No, you don't. Truth says, come out. I know you're in there and you have my clothes. Lie says, no, I don't. Truth peers through the peephole and he says, Lie, I see you in there and you have my clothes on. Lie opens the door and says, these aren't your clothes, they're mine. The argue ensues so greatly that they are now in the street arguing backwards and forward. People and neighbors are now galvanizing around them and they're watching them argue going backwards and forth. Who clothes it is and who clothes it's not. Backwards and forth. One neighbor calls the cops. The cops show up and he gets in between them and he's, he's baffled. He's like, what to do? And then they're going back and forth and one neighbor yells out, officer, what are you going to do? Are you going to believe the naked truth or a dressed up lie? Some of y'all been buying into a dressed up lie for a long period of time. And we're going to set the record straight today. Jesus is in the temple. He's turning over the tables, not because he did not want them doing business. He just didn't want them doing the business in the manner of which they were doing it. Okay. This is the why. It was the way of which they were doing business. I'm going to show you in the text if you don't believe me. Here it is, Matthew chapter 21, uh, verse number 9. And the multitudes that went before him and followed him crying, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the highest. This is high praise they're giving him, y'all. And, and when he was come to Jerusalem and all the city was moved, saying, who is this man? Who is Harpo? And, 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 and the multitude said, this is Jesus. Now, wait a minute. They go from this high praise, Hosanna, to Jesus is just a prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Hear this. People's view of you will change. But that doesn't mean you should. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you heard about me. Your opinion is your opinion. I am who I am in the eyes of God. So I don't care what you got to say. I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to allow your opinion or your view of me to change who I am. Yes, I came from a jacked up family. Yes, I come from a family that's broken. Yes, I come from some crackheads, some alcoholics, some lies, some thieves. But that ain't me, baby. The curse is broken. I know you heard the last name and the first thing that came to mind is what my family legacy and history is, but that's not me. I'm a curse breaker. I know I come from a family of divorcees and all. No, that's not me. I don't know what your testimony, your story is, but don't let other people's opinions or views change who you are. Ha, Okay. So Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna is a statement of exclamation of praise. It's high praise. They're shouting Hosanna unto Jesus. Uh, Hosanna is a cry of praise or adoration to God. Hosanna means this. This is the catcher here. It means pray save us. 
So while they're yelling out, Hosanna, they're really saying, save us. They saw Jesus as a savior from one perspective and one view, but later on, they, the view of him changes. He goes from a savior to just a prophet. Just that quick. Just that quick. You ever done something wrong and in an instant people change? They, you said something. At first they were shouting and praising. And all of a sudden you said something wrong. They're like, dumb. Just people change. Y'all, y'all know them. People change. People are so fickle. They'll change on you like the pastor. That was a good message. I can't believe you said that. My season up. <laughs> Take a drink on that one. <laughs> They'll change you in a heartbeat. Pastor, I'm here with you. I'm, we, we, let's go. Let's get it. Uh, I think my time up, Pastor. You only been here two days. Jesus. Either God bipolar or you bipolar. I don't know which one. I, I, amen. Amen. And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth. And Jesus went to the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought. He didn't just kick out those who were doing business. He also kicked out those who was buying. This is where you're going to really understand. So here it is. Part of that cultural context was was that um, they would uh, bring sacrifices to the temple. And what they would do is set up business in the vestibule, uh, vestibule of the sanctuary so that they can sell sacrifices for people who needed them. But why is Jesus so angry? He's angry because those who were selling the doves was doing what they would call usury. They were overcharging, overtaxing the people for the sacrifices. Okay, how are you going to sacrifice if you don't have nothing to sacrifice? So they would set up business to sell sacrifices, which was okay, but the way they were selling them wasn't. So now they're in there and they're selling. They got their finger and their thumb on the scale on there so that they can get more. Oh, this dove is eight ounces, but they got the thumb on the scale. Uh, that's two pounds, please. So they were overcharging the people for sacrifices. And Jesus is angry because it's like, wait, let my people come and sacrifice. Why are you overcharging them for the sacrifice? Jesus was gangster, y'all. He turned over tables, pushing folk, get out, get out. One, one trying to got a whip, beating folk. But not just those who sold. He part. He put out the ones who were buying as well. Why? It's because here it is, my house, my father's house should be a house of prayer. In other words, you didn't pray before you purchased. Some of you got on some clothes right now you shouldn't be wearing because you didn't pray before you bought them. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all shopping in places y'all shouldn't be shopping. Because you didn't pray first. Some of y'all doing business with people you shouldn't be doing business with because you didn't pray first. You wonder why the business is going strained, why it ain't working out. Every time you connect with somebody, it just don't work. It's like a good idea, but not a God idea. 
this is great. Let's get in business together. Did you pray first? Did you ask God this is the person I'm supposed to connect to? Am I supposed to be doing business with you? So God wants us to pray. Watch this. In all things. In all things. Bible says it this way. Pray without ceasing. He don't want you just praying over your food. Father, take out the impurities of this food. Make it nourishment unto our bodies in Jesus' name. That little can prayer you pray every time. He wants us to pray in all things, in all aspects of our lives. Because there are some people you don't need to connect with. And I'm talking about some church folk too. Just probably the person I need to connect with in this season. Just because you got Christ or, or, or God or the gospel in the title of your business don't mean that we need to do business together. Blessed beloved biscuits. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it ain't for me to buy your biscuits. It ain't for me to do business with you. Right? That's why you got to pray and seek God first. That's why you got to go before the Father and say, God, who I need to connect with in this season? Who do you want me to connect with? That's why your business is now struggling and stifled at this moment because you've been doing things outside of the will of God. So Jesus goes to the temple. He turns over the tables. He kicks out those who are selling and those who are buying. And he overthrew the tables, the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it into a what? You made it into a den of thieves. You turned it into a place where thieves cohabit. This is what you've done. It was okay for you to do it until you did this. You made it a place where people are getting robbed. You made it a place where people are getting taken advantage of. That's why a lot of folk don't want to come in church right now because we're made to a den of thieves. Okay, y'all. I'm going to say it because I got the microphone. And, and now they don't want to come to church because the preacher got a bigger car than everybody in the congregation. He got a bigger house and the people in the congregation have no house. He got, oh, y'all. And so now it's usury. He's more wealthy than the people in the congregation. He got two houses, they have none. He got four cars and they have none. They're on the bus. Oh, I'll walk this road by myself if I have to. I don't know if you've seen, and I'm going to go ahead and smash the toe while I'm here. You, you, you come to the churches and the, the people, watch this, they, they are broke, but the preacher is wealthy. And most people who say these kind of things about that the church should not do business aren't saved anyway. And some that do say it are not supporting the church anyway. So you need to just be quiet. If, amen. Hush. Hush. Hey. The glory of the Lord is all on your life. You've been praying for many. But waiting on answer prayer yourself. I see you crying out before the Lord. Saying God when. God when. 
your season has not come to an end, that's greater for you to do. That's greater. Every health issue that has plagued you, that has prevented you from moving forward, I declare and decree now by the mercies of God, be lifted off of your life. While you're praying for this one, God is yet doing something in your life. Yeah. It's the fervent prayers you have cried out for another. God says he's going to multiply it back in your life. The rebellion ends today. It ends today. It ends today. You're going to be honored the way you should be honored. In the name of Jesus. Your prayers aren't in vain. They are not in vain. He's going to hit his head a couple more times and he's going to get it right. Your prayers are not in vain. You hear me? Okay. What's up, man? Hallelujah. So here it is. Here it is. He says that my house, it talks about the dead. I don't know where I went, but that's okay. We're going to keep going. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And watch this. He healed them. He healed them. Jesus flips from one, from a gangster, now to the gospel. (laughs) Amen. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, the kids know who Jesus is. The kids know that he is the Savior. And as they are saying this, they were sore displeased. Church folk, boy, I can't stand church folk. (laughs) And he said unto them, hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, yea, have you never read out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou have perfected praise? And he left them and went out to the city into Bethany and he lodged there. Jesus comes into the temple, does these things, and then goes away, and he lodges in another place. So I want to transition for a second because I definitely want to teach you through this, so catch every word that I'm saying. Take notes if you must, but hold on to every word. Watch this. God wants you to do business, and I'm going to prove it to you in the Scripture. God wants you to do business, but there's a prescribed way he wants you to do business, even in the church. Number one, uh, conduct your business with humility. Are there any business owners in the house? Let me see you. Lift your hand. Business owners. Business owners. Let me see where y'all at. Hold it high. You may have another customer next to you. You better hold your hand up. Amen. Amen. What type of business you got, sir? I know him, but I'm just putting it out there. I act like I don't know him. I feel like Peter Popoff right now. Don't pay me no mind. A recording studio in a car lot. Anybody looking for a car? No one up there. Over there, she's looking for a car. Okay, a car. Anybody looking to record something? Music? Where the musicians at? Looking to record? Amen. Okay, all right. What business owner? What kind of business do you have, ma'am? I know it too, but another people, Peter Popoff moment. Residential cleaning business. Amen. Soon to be commercial. Jesus' name. Amen. So you need your house or your business clean. Amen. Right? Millennial auto sales. Sparkling clean business, right? I get, okay, business. Senior care, sir. You, you, you sit with old folk? Yes. Okay, senior. Amen. Amen. Woo! See that? I, I blocked stop. You saw that, huh? Amen. Did you catch that old tape? 
You see that? What you got? Huh? Okay. Hoodies. Got you. Sweatshirts and T-shirts. Amen. Go ahead. Medicare. What what about Medicare? Medicare Advantage Plan for the seniors. For the y'all need to hook up. You see, connect y'all too. She watch them and you medicate them. (laughs) And the care them. Well, well, they need medication. That's why they have the insurance to get their medication. Chloe's closet and lip gloss and and what else? Shirts, t-shirts, all of that. Now watch. Oh, amen. I'm sorry. Lawn service, cut grass. Amen. What's the name of your business? Fast cuts. Amen. Amen. Through the roof ministry, changing the world. Hallelujah. One roof at a time. Amen. Christian counseling and American bullies. I don't know how you put those two businesses together. You got to be crazy to raise dogs. Now I'm just playing. Ooh, bring Jesus to the bully world. Now here's the thing. Watch this. You ought to conduct business in humility. What do you mean by humility? Watch this. Don't let your business get so big that your head gets bigger than your business. Right? You got to be humble. Because it's in your humility that you're doing business. God would exalt you when you're prideful. He'll pull you down. The same God that lifted you up is the same God that pulled you down. So you got to be humble. You got to be humble. Because it's going to be God's doing and not your doing. So you got to be humble. Now watch this. I'm talking about business, but I'm about to bring it to your life as well. Your life is a business. You are a LLC. Living long for Christ. Uh, so, so you are a business entity. And the way you ought to do business and conduct yourself in life, you ought to do it in humility. Because every time you interact or engage with someone, it's a business transaction. Every person you meet at Walmart, business. Every person you meet at Sonny's Barbecue, business. Every person you meet down on the level, business. Every time you meet someone, it's a business transaction taking place. You giving something, they receiving something, and vice versa. It's business. Your life is a business. And God said, when you do business, this kind of business, I want you to do it humbly. When I meet you, I don't come, hi, I'm Dr. Reshore, and I have these many degrees. How are you, peasant? Do it in humility, because it's a business transaction. It's so great to meet you. How are you? You're amazing. What do you do? You're awesome. Yes. I'm giving something. It's a business transaction that's taking place. And God says when you do business with people, do it humbly. Do it humbly. Why? Because you're representing more than you. You're representing the king. So when they see you, what do they see? Oh, God, I'm coming after you right now. When you interact with them, what is their perspective of you? Do they walk away thinking, man, that was a godly person right there. When they leave your business, they're like, man, something different about that. I can't understand what it is. Man, this biscuit, oh, bless it, but mm, something different about this 
blessed, beloved. I'm, I'm copywriting that and trademarking it. So somebody tried to start a, business, a biscuit business. I got the name. Man, something's different. When I come, y'all know it's different when you go to uh, Burger King and, and Chick-fil-A. There's a big difference. Huh? Huh? You know, you like the flame brawl, but you just don't like the customer service. And for some reason, the, the, the icing machine don't ever work. Just don't, and then they give you attitude about their machine not working. Well, just get something else. But I want an icy. But if well, you can get something else, we got ice cream. I didn't ask you for ice cream. I want an icy. But there's a big difference that happens between why? Because Chick fil A subscribed to Christian beliefs. So they're doing business humbly. Matter of fact, they boast this. They make more money than any other franchise. And they only open six days out the week while everybody else is working seven days off resting and still making more money than them. Humbly. Humble. Humble. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, say stay humble. Watch this. Bible says that your gift will make room for you. But don't let your head be too big that it pushes you out the room. Uh, okay. Be diligent and avoid laziness. You got to be diligent in your business. Not just the business end of your brick and mortar, but you have to be diligent in your life. Watch this. There are no wasted days in the kingdom. Every day you wake up is a day to promote and advance the kingdom. Every moment of your life is to push something forward. Well, I'm going to need some rest. I'm asleep. But what are you resting for? Just to do nothing after you get up? Are you resting to get more rest? Oh, I need a break. Yes, you need a break. But what you going to do when the break is over? You going to switch positions in the bed? Oh, break over. What, what are you going to You got to avoid laziness in your life. If you're going to take a break, then what are you going to do when you come off the break? Who are you going to lead to Christ? What kingdom principles are you going to establish in the lives of people? What, what are you going to do? What's the purpose? You got to do something. So you got to be diligent. Got to avoid laziness. Just sitting down all slothful and, you know, every day. Oh, it's Monday. You ought to be glad it's Monday. Because it's another opportunity for you to represent the king. Every moment of your life is a glorious moment for you to bring the kingdom glory. Every moment. And you got to take advantage of it. Uh, number three, you got to operate. I'm about to cut y'all out right now. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Church folk don't like this word. We don't like to operate in integrity. That's why the world is not coming into the church because there is no integrity in the church. They don't want to do business with the church because the church do bad business. Oh, I know it to be so. I was a general manager of a, a radio station. We had more arrearments uh, uh, for churches that would not pay their bills. But yet still want us to broadcast their, their shows. Like, Doc, you got to pay this bill first. Oh, come on, Doc, for the kingdom. I know. <laughs> the kingdom need money. Pay your bill. They don't want to do business with the church because there's no integrity. 
there's no integrity. So in your business, you got to be integral. That means your product has to be as good as the next. That you have to deliver on time like you said it was going to be. Matter of fact, it's better than what it's supposed to be. Matter of fact, I'm going to under-promise and over-deliver. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to promise you two, but give you three. Oh, God. I'm not going to just let you drive away with something that I know ain't right. I ain't picking up. I ain't going to let you sit at my counter and eat my food that I know is three days old and expired. I'm not going to tell you this ingredient that is really not that. We use real butter. No, you don't. <laughs> you got to have some integrity about your business. You got to have some integrity about your life. You can't be in here shouting on Sunday, living like the devil on Monday. Come on up in this place. You got to have some integrity when they look at you and say, I can do business with him because he's the same way in here as he is out there. Baby, I don't change. I'm the same. If you look at my life at my house at 4624 Kennedy Drive, I tell you the address because you can show up anytime. I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm the same everywhere I go. Ain't nothing changed about me. Come on, sis. My sister, I ain't. I'm the same. If I don't like you in here, I ain't going to like you out there. I'm going to tell you too. Like, uh, we got to have a talk because uh, we need to fix some things. I'm the same. That's called integrity. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do my I'm going to I'm I'm do everything I have to do to get it done. And if I can't, I'm going to have another solution. I'm not going to just call you up and say, uh, I can't make it. I'm sorry. Well, what am I going to do? I don't know. Integrity says you go out the way to make sure it happens. I couldn't do a funeral because another game. I called Pastor Adam. We said, somebody, it's going to happen. I'm going to find a solution. And I'm not going to leave it up to you to do it. That's integrity. That's integrity. And it happens all the time. It's just not something you turn off and on. Uh, okay. Do business with a purpose. Do business with a purpose. When you're doing business, what's your purpose? Just to make money? Just to sell stuff? There's a bigger purpose than that. Remember, what we do is to glorify God, to move the kingdom forward. I'm not here just to make money. That's just a byproduct. I'm here to advance the kingdom. I'm here to make sure that God is glorified in all that I do. So when people walk in that business, they're like, man, this is a kingdom business. I feel the glory of God in this place. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Just walking into an auto repair shop. People should be getting saved in your business. There's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a purpose. Now think about this. If there's a purpose for it all, and we're doing it to glorify God, then watch, everything we do, we would do it with God in mind. Now, it's going to be hard for some of y'all to grab hold to, but God says, have dominion. There is no domain that God does not want you to have dominion over. Every dominion is to be dominated by the kingdom of God. Grab this. Now, watch, follow me. If the church would have dominion in the city, 
then the hospitals will be up under God's rule. The, uh, uh, the restaurants will be up under God's rule. The schools will be up under God's rule. So everywhere you go, people will feel the presence of God. Your bus driver, before they pick up your kids, before they get on the bus, say, let me pray with each one of you. Father, now in the name of Jesus, let Johnny have a glorious day. Father, in the name of Jesus, let Sally Lou have a great day. Father, in the name... Just imagine your bus driver having dominion over the bus system. Before you get on the bus trans, they pray, hey, everybody be quiet, we're about to pray. If everything was under the auspices, that word, uh, up under the covering of God, how much better this city would be? How much better? You go to the restaurant, the whole restaurant, turn the music on, hey, we're about to pray. And I'm not talking about, you know, Father, take their people. No, we're about to pray over this meal. Anybody got sickness in their body? Uh, come on, come on up here. We're going to pray for you before you eat your food. But see, some of us like the worldly life stuff. We don't, no, I just want to leave that in church. We're going to pray in church. I don't need to pray in the restaurant. That's too much. It don't take all of that. Yes, it does. Just imagine. We'll empty out the prisons. Ooh, I felt the glory. I tumble shot. Will empty out the prisons. Everywhere you go, people praying. Why? Because they're trying to promote the kingdom of God. There is a purpose. Uh, Rick Warren made this book called Purpose Driven Life. Y'all heard of it? So millions of copies. Some of us still trying to figure out our purpose. Well, I'm about to give it to you right now. Glorify God. I don't know why I'm alive. I'll tell you why you're alive. Glorify God. I don't know what my life and my purpose, what I'm supposed to be doing in life. Glorify God. That's your purpose. And all that you do, glorify him. You braiding hair, putting in weave, glorify God in it. Amen. Where my weave sores at? I didn't say weed sores. Nah, nah. We got a special place for y'all at the altar. Yeah, I like this church. And watch. And he called 10 of his slaves in Luke chapter number 19. Uh, Jesus gives this parable about this man who goes away who had great wealth. And I'm closing on this. And he called 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 minas. And he said to them, do business with this until I come back. So if he did not want us doing business. Then why would he say do business? Till I come back. One translator say, do business and occupy. That while you are here, fulfill your purpose. Be about, that's what Jesus told his parents. They would look for him at 12. Did you not know I'd be about my father's business? That's some business that needs to happen. He says, do business and occupy until I come back. And we know he is our son. I don't know why that one in there. We take that one out. Keep going. Somebody shout, keep going. Do business, occupy. Bring me to my next slide. We'll get past all of them. That's a lot of scripture. I want to give y'all, but I don't want to give it to y'all now. There we go. Amen. So, so here it is. He, he, he wants us to do business, and he, he wants us to have transaction. Uh, your test testifies of the glory of God, but everything attached to you, everything attached to you should glorify God. Everything. Lean on, on your neighbor right quick. Lean on them. And say, neighbor, we attached. Everything you attach to. Jacqueline Carr, 
Yeah, everything attached to me wins. Everything attached to me wins. Everything. Watch this. Your whole life is a business, and God expects you to be about kingdom business with your life. Everything about your life. Your life is wrapped in the kingdom. Matter of fact, Romans tells us this. That is the kingdom that is within. You can't even escape the kingdom because it's in you. So if the kingdom is, why this whole section just about in the same color? Burgundy, y'all. Did y'all come? (laughs) Burgundy and brown. Amen. One accord. Everybody else just out of court. <laughs> you did that. You just put them out there on front street. I mean, this burden is just, amen. It is. Look, you too. Amen. Everything attached to you should advance the kingdom. Everything. Every moment of your life should be in pursuit of advancing the kingdom of God. What God has to do in this season is expedite the wealth transfer from the wicked to the righteous. Because the wicked has held on to the wealth too long. That's why we have Big Pharma with all of these medications that really ain't doing much. The side effect, you need a medication for the medication of the medication. What you really need is Jesus. Big Pharma is in rule. FDA, the food regulations, they really got stuff that is poisoning us. That's why we got to take dominion. We got to take back our schools. We got to take back the seats of political hierarchy. The Bible says it this way, that the city rejoices when the righteous is in rule. And the reason why we're going through so much turmoil now because we got some wicked people in high places. I'll submit this to you. Early voting that started, go vote. And don't vote your conscience. Vote your convictions. Don't vote your political affiliations. Vote your convictions. I don't care if it's a Democrat, Republican, whatever party you are, and they'll be like, oh, that's my candidate. He's Republican. I'm voting for him. The devil is a lie. Does he know Jesus? Matter of fact, call them up. Call them up. You can. They number is public record, by the way. Call them up and say, hey, what church you go to? Are you saved? Do you tithe? No? Okay. So if you're not a good steward with your own money, I can't allow you to manage my money. I I need to know. Let me see your tithing record. Because if you're not a good steward with your own money, I'm not about to put millions of dollars of our public money in your hand. I I I need to know. Do you serve at church? You You agree to your usher? No. How are you going to be a public servant and you won't even serve the house of God? You got to vote. Listen, we got to put righteous people in place. Because you're going you're gonna to just go cast your vote. Democrat. Republican. Independent. And then all of a sudden the world is in shambles and you're going to complain after that. I can't believe that person. You put them in office. God has to transfer the wealth into the hands of the righteous so that we can now make some things happen. But make some things happen. Put some folk out of business. 
who are not doing good business. People should be lined up in front of your door. There should be a line of people over at Millennium waiting to buy a car. Stand in line. I need a number. Number 75, that's me. Because I want to conduct kingdom business. There should be a waiting list at Sparkling Clean. A list this long. I can't get to you next year, but we're hiring more folk. And they're going to be kingdom folk. Everybody you can trust. Matter of fact, we got keys and codes to your house because they can go in and clean up whatever they need to clean up. They even got a key to the safe. That's kind of stressful. But I trust you that much that I know my money is safe with you. I trust you that much that I can put my elderly grandmother in the care of you and you're going to care for her the way I care for her. I trust you that much. I don't have to call and put nanny cams in the house to make sure you ain't abusing my grandmother. I don't have to put cameras and hide them all over the place to make sure you're doing what you say you're going to do. No, because you're kingdom. I trust you. I trust you that much. I trust you that much. That when we do business, Medicaid-wise, I don't know how I can fix this one. Let me see. Medicaid. I trust you. There's insurance, I trust you. Amen. Whatever it is, God has looked for kingdom-minded people that will conduct business in a kingdom fashion. It's not that God don't want us to do business. He wants to do better business. Matter of fact, we should be far better than the world. That my product, lip gloss, which is, it, matter of fact, it, it's healing anointing. When you put that lip gloss on, I'm talking about Chloe Closet. Where their brand is giving rashes, your brand is bringing healing. Kingdom business. Kingdom business. Your t-shirts going further and wider with the message of the kingdom of God. Whatever your business is, it is not that God don't want us to do business. He wants to do better in business. Come on, stand to your feet all over this place. y'all hear of all business transactions at the church, y'all ought to applaud. We buying land, we buying businesses. Y'all miss that. We buying land and we buying businesses. You tell me, yeah, Elevate Church, we buying land, we buying businesses. Yeah. You know why? Because people need jobs. And who better to work for than the kingdom? Be fair, we're going to let you off on Sunday. Gonna have prior time during lunch. Amen. Let you off when the baby y'all quiet. See, that's that's what happens when you own, when you work for people who are kingdom minded. So why not the church be able to employ people? Okay, I lost some of y'all there. Go read Acts. Everybody sold everything and had all things in common, and nobody lacked nothing. And then you go to uh, chapter 14. They brought all they had and they laid at the apostles' feet. That's in your Bible. And you know what he did with it? The apostles distributed it. In other words, that was the first warfare system ever created. <laughs> go read your Bible. And he distributed it for those who were in need. And they brought it to the church because they knew the church could be trusted with it. And they know who would get the glory in the end. Not you, but the church. Oh, 
I don't give my money to church. I'd rather give it directly to the people. You know why? Because you're prideful. Because you want people to thank you for the giving. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't give my money to church. I want to make sure it gets to who it's supposed to. No, that ain't the reason why. You want to make sure they know that you gave it. And I know I apologize for the churches that have taken advantage of that. But this is good ground. This is trusted ground. That's why every year we give you the opportunity to see what we do with the money. We give you a report. If you want, just say, hey, what y'all did with the money? Here's the report. Just email it. Here it is. Just ask for it. There it is. There it is. You come to visit me, we're going to tell you what came in and what went out. And how it went out and who it went out to. It's called integrity. It's called integrity. And I apologize for the churches that have abused this system. And I stand proxy on their behalf. But don't let what your experience was with them hinder you from having a good experience. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Father, now in the name of Jesus. Father, we're talking about the the business of life today. And today, Father, in the Holy Spirit, we want to do some business in the Spirit. For those who have gone wayward, those who have gone astray, those who don't know you, God, today we're conducting business. There will be a transaction from darkness to light. There will be a transaction transferring them from darkness to light. Father, now in the name of Jesus, as you have declared, none come, lest the Spirit of God draws them. Holy Spirit, begin to draw. We bind the spirit now of pridefulness that would say, I don't need to when they really need to. We bind the spirit of pride that would say, I've already done it, I'm good, but really I'm not. And I don't need to respond. Break the power of the enemy now. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today is opportunity. It's time to do business. Maybe you have your backslidden, done some things you shouldn't have done. But today you want to get it right. We're doing business today. Kingdom business. Let the joy of the Lord be restored like even in the little ones. Let the joy be returned into your life now. If that's you today, you need to make a decision. If that's you, lift your hand. Whether you're getting it right with the Father because you have sinned and want to get it right, lift your hand. We want to see you today. You want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Just raise your hand in the air. Thank you, Father. God, we bless you. God, we give you glory. And God, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. If you don't have a church home and you came into this place looking, seeking, you want to connect today. If that's you today, amen. Lift your hand today. Need to connect. Need a church. If that's you today, lift your hand. Want to see you. Want to pray with you. If that's you today, lift your hand. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we do pray. Anyone else? Anyone else? God, we give you glory, and God, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. If you would, clap your hands all over this place. All over this place. Hallelujah. My Father's house. God, we thank you. And God, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all don't just swish it all up over there, huh? Give me a microphone. We're going to let, since we're switching things up. Come on, Elder. We're going to let him close out microphone. Come on, Elder White. Close this out. You want to play all your You want to sing too? I like them pants, Doc. And them shoes. I need all that. Them pants and them shoes. And I need a car, too. Two of them. One for me and one to give away.
ini. Uh-uh. That's talk back my I bless each of you today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Everyone in the sound of my voice be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. For our first time, second time, and reoccurring guest, reoccurring reoccurring guest, I'll be in the foyer. Love to shake your hand, meet you, and greet you. Don't leave without doing so. God bless you is my prayer. Go ahead, Elder. Bless us. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I can search throughout eternally long. And find there is none there is none there is none like my heart like you do I can search throughout eternally long and find there is none there is none there is none
Hey, hey, me hooked up. Yeah, hook me up next time.